Welcome to The Scoop, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop from London, brought to you by Indeed. Hello, everyone. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we missed you. We really missed you. Of course you did, Tiger. Of course you bloody did. Oh, God, I need a holiday from the holiday, though. I'm telling you now. Anyway. Well, let's get into some news, hey? Yes, we are. The Ron Burgundy and the Veronica Corningstone of TA News across Australia and New Zealand. So let's hook on into it, buddy. Yeah, and brought to you live from London, which is really nice. We're looking out the window here and it's very, very balmy. It's beautiful. No one wants a fucking weather report. Just get on with it. <laughs> All right. First one today from Jim Stroud's podcast over in the US, exploring the high price of AI non-compliance. So on July 5th, so just last week, New York local law 144 took a place. Took, oh, I know. I was reading about that. Yeah. So if you're using technology to manage your hiring and promotion decisions, a $1,500 US dollar fine per day Her tool may be applicable. Um, And this really leans into the rise in AI because no one really knows whether um, they are in breach of this law or not using the tools they're using at the moment. Well, that's so true. And as we've been, I've been saying on for ages and ages, we need regulation and it's beginning to happen. So you can't yeah. just go blatantly plugging an AI something or other into whatever. Yeah. So so it's called the Automated Employment Decision Tool Law, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, is, which is a long name. And also, as you know, and you've brought up in the past, the AI Act in Europe has yeah. recently passed. And um, although the ramifications of that are not yet known, we don't know exactly how far they're going to go. It's a watch this space, I think, and it's going to be hitting the Australian shores very soon if it hasn't already. Exactly. Yeah. So I picked up an article on LinkedIn. Hiring rates are dropping, but internal mobility is on the rise. So hiring rates are continuing to drop off worldwide, but internal mobility is trending upwards, according to LinkedIn's latest Global Trends report. The annual report showed a 35% decline in hiring in Australia in March 23 compared to the same time in 22. 35% 35% decrease. Yeah. But that's comparing it to 22. And 22 is a bloody oh, yeah, manic year, remember? Crazy. And conversely, 16 out of the 19 global industries analysed showed an uptick in internal mobility. Look, we all know that that was all, all going to be happening with a labour shortage around the world. Mm. But we're also coming into a new fin year uh, as well. So I think we're going to start seeing a bit of uptick in the hiring. We all know that people have been on hold for a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah, there has been some hiring decisions put on hold. And we are, I mean, the people we're talking to, both over here and at home, are saying that um, hiring tensions are probably going to increase throughout the rest of the year. I And I agree. We're seeing people been hurting for the last few months. But anyway, onwards and upwards. Yes. From shortlist, I've got recruitment talent facing a pressure point amid remote work and down market. So what they're saying is the industry is facing a major pressure point in its own talent pipeline with agencies less willing to hire less experienced recruiters Mm. and also demanding they're in the office five days a week to make sure that they're learning and delivering a quality service. What do you think about that, Loz? We had a discussion over dinner the other night about the in the office and Mm. catching up with our friends over at Talent Nexus here in the UK and they are a five day a week in the office and we were talking about it and they just said that it's easier for the developers to learn and pick up things and I I do agree. I'm a hybrid work model fan myself. I like my Wednesdays at home Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it sort of gives me a chance to sort of 
do everything at my pace at home in my tracky decks. Yeah. I, I guess it makes sense. Like what they're saying from this article is that um, having junior recruiters in the office oh, allows them to learn Junior my, anything, yeah, really. Osmosis. Uh, you do, how are you going to be a grad in an accounting firm if you're not hanging around the office with senior people and learning off them? So, look, I think it's – it's it's coming back in. I think hybrids are the way forward, in my opinion. But I think each industry is going to have their own. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So anyway, I've picked up on this one. As Craig knows, I've been following the PWC tax God, you issue. never stopped shutting up about it. <laughs> but I haven't spoken it on yeah, no, the you scoop. I've been, I've been sitting back and watching because it is going to affect employer branding. Now, a few people in our industry have already commented on this. It's been in shortlist. And look. I'm going to start putting my 10 cents in now. Go it's on, time. So, yeah, I agree. They're going to have a massive branding crisis moving forward. Mm. Like in shortlist, it was uh, the PwC's integrity scandal, serious implications for the talent strategies of employer branding with specialists <laughs> suggesting its online presence requires an overhaul. I think that uh, it's a bit of a watch this space. It's a given that they're going to have – an issue, branding-wise. Yeah. Grads are not going to be wanting to go to PwC right now. It is – it's a bit of a shit fight, yeah. I'll be absolutely honest. And I sat back months and months – well, last month and everything when it all broke and said, oh, I think this has got Arthur Anderson written all over it again. And that's beginning to uh, sort of show its head as well. So PwC are going to have really big branding issues um, going forward with recruitment. And I do – I want to see how they tackle this because mm. I think that they've got an incredible team over there. We know some of the people personally. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I think they've got some really good people in their team. And it's really unfair that this is going to tarnish the whole company mm. because of a dozen people's uh, egos and thinking that they're invincible getting in the way. So, look, let's, let's watch this space and I will be very keen to see how they tackle it and I actually would like to speak to them when they're allowed to chat to us about how they are going to tackle it. Yeah, especially that employment branding piece because, um, look, I honestly feel that it's not unique to Peter to PwC and that some of the other, if not all of the other major um, professional consulting companies may have been doing some similar type work, <laughs> if you call it work. Geez, you're throwing that out there. I don't agree with him on that. So if anyone oh, wants to sue pursuing. him, you're suing him, <laughs> and, not me. And the other thing, as it, as it was all, you know, coming from working with government, you know, if the government wasn't involved, uh, my, my question is, Will the government go with the Royal Commission or really try to uh, investigate the industry as opposed to just PwC. singling out PwC? Well, I think it's a bit of a watch this space because at the moment it, these guys have broken the law. Have they? Yeah. They've yep. gone to federal police. Oh. Haven't you listened to me over well, the last no, month? No, no. I'm saying have they because just, just like you said before, oh, don't, sue, don't sue me, sue Lauren if, if you haven't broken it in law. So I don't know what's All going on. All right, Craig, get on with it, mate. <laughs> okay, final one today. New data from global hiring platform Indeed shows that pay transparency on new job listings is increasing. Pay transparency or lack thereof has long been an issue in Australia with secrecy around pay and benefits historically common. Indeed, senior economists 
journalist Callum Pickering has written a great piece, which you can find on Indeed's Hiring Lab website, and the link will be in the show notes, that unpacks the trends Indeed is seeing in their job ads. Some of the key points from the um, report are pay transparency in Australian postings has increased significantly over the past four years, exceeding 35% of postings in June this year. Uh, pay transparency is highest in beauty and wellness industries mm. and construction and dental postings. By comparison, employers in engineering and tech prefer to keep job seekers in the dark in regard to pay, which is interesting. And I guess because it's well, moving so quickly too. It's, in that area, a, it's it? a tough one too because now um, the laws are changing around pay transparency in Australia as well. Um, a few laws have all started to kick in now that we're into the new fin year. Mm. So uh, just watch out where you're going with those. Fixed-term contractors being limited on time now. Pay transparency, you've got to be able to um, talk about that. Yeah. There's a lot of things out there. But I just want to do a shout-out to Indeed for joining us here on The Scoop. We're they, very excited. They are going to be joining us for the rest of the year. We're going to help Indeed get to the number one job board <laughs> in Australia. You heard it here first on The Scoop, everyone. Indeed is going to go to number one. Gee, with a bullet. With a bullet. Boom. <laughs> and we're boom. And next week we're back in sunny Melbourne doing news from the dreary winter down south. Pretty much. So until then, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me, everyone, and stay classy London town. <laughs> <laughs>